welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Hashtag. I'm Natalie, your host, and today we're talking everything social media, the power of it, and how we want to use it to drive change in society and create value for our audiences. We're talking to more incredible business owners who are sharing their top tips on how to create an engaged audience, and my favorite part, the epic social media fail for this week. Stay tuned for this week's episode. Make sure you click the follow button and keep up to date. And you know what to do. Follow us on all social media after this episode. We're at NLY Social. Hi, Danny. How are you? I'm good, Nat. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Thank you so much for coming on Beyond the Hashtag. I'm very excited to have I, you here. I'm excited for you yes. to be doing podcasting. I know. <laughs> Especially because you've got such an amazing space and, you know, it's, uh, it's great. Yeah, so I'm really excited. And also it's been something that's been on my kind of shall I, shouldn't I list for mm. ages. So, Danny, introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about what you do and, more importantly, why you do it. How long you got? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, so as far back as I can remember, actually, I wanted to be a designer and it was a, it was a big, uh, childhood dream of mine to do something creative, whether it was design, drawing cartoons, doing voiceovers, whatever it was, I wanted to be creative. And, uh, I went to an all boys sports academy in Coventry. Okay. And when you go to an all boys sports academy, there's not much room for support or, uh, or encouragement to be a creative person. There was no real tangible value attached to being a designer, for, for example, so I, I didn't get to do it. It just didn't happen. And I ended up in the commercial world with a job like every other person. Uh, and it took 10 years to eventually be found on the floor in central London after losing the feeling from the waist down. Oh, my God. Um, after a little episode of burnout. And it's funny, I have a conversation with young people now about their careers and creative careers. And it's a hard conversation because I have to try and explain to them why they shouldn't go through what I went through. And yet I know it's the one thing that has led to me becoming ultimately happy with my career choice and my job and my work and, and what I do for, for businesses and people now. So yeah, that, so now I run a, a carbon neutral design studio. Um, we work with people all over the world. And, uh, and I try and encourage people to solve a bigger problem because of all that time of not being encouraged to be creative and go into design and you know, finding people not attach a value to design itself or to, to branding or, or whatever you want to call it actually was, was completely wrong now I understand because everything we do and every place we go and every person we meet has a brand and it's our job to be able to positively influence the perception of that brand. Yeah. So I believe it can change the world and I believe it can change it, uh, the minds and hearts of people and I think that's where we start with changing the bigger problems. Yeah, I love that. Love, love, love what you stand for and it's why you're such a great guest for Beyond the Hashtag today because actually the two things, what you do, how you do it and why, this is the notion of Beyond the Hashtag kind of fit really mm. well, I think, which we'll explore as the episode goes on. Talk to us about becoming carbon neutral and how yeah. you've been able to achieve that. Yeah, that was a, that was a really interesting journey for me. So um, I got introduced to a lady called Sarah Whale uh, just over a year, about a year and a half ago. Uh, she's a sustainability consultant. Feel free to look her up. Here's a little plug, Sarah. Yeah. Um, her business is Profit Impact. And she got introduced to me to do some design work and branding work for her. So I helped her with um, some story brand stuff and website and what have you. And partway through working together, she said, Are you, um, do you only focus on sustainable businesses? And I said, no. And she said, you'd never know. 
because of the way you communicate and the way you talk and the clients you've dealt with that you've told me about and those things, they kind of fit the bill and I was just interested to know. And it got me on this trail of thinking, maybe that is where I'm going with this. Yeah. And maybe I am finding my feet. And we started a journey from then to reach net zero. And she taught me about this whole world of sustainability. And I think I was already interested in it, but I never really had a path. Mm. And she showed me a path of how you can monitor and track and how you can actually reach it. And do you care about something more than climate change? Like it's not just climate change. There's loads of problems that you can solve. Yeah. And, you know, I started making small changes like changing my energy to renewable getting an electric car. And it started this like knock-on effect. I was just interested in what else can I do? What else can I do? And, and one thing led to another. And uh, at the end of last year, we produced 0.26 grams of carbon. Cool. And we offset 32 times what we produce. But once you get into it, it's a really fun thing to do. And what's even better is when you report on it and you actually put it out into the world, you become accountable for it. And it's become pretty much a leverage for winning new business yeah. because people really care about that now and where you're going with it. So it's become a core part of the business. Tell me about some of the clients then that you're supporting. What I love about what I do is the diversity and the variety of work I get to do. I'm doing a typography set book at the minute for a speaker trainer, uh, but I'm also doing a full rebrand for a marketing consultant in America. We've helped startups to get funding. So one of the first clients that we had was a startup in the fitness space. And it was amazing. Ben came to me with a Facebook message that said, like most people, how much is a logo? And, <laughs> uh, and within about three conversations, we had a huge project planned with app prototypes and startup branding for his company. Uh, and essentially, he managed to go and win funding at a million pound valuation. Didn't even have a customer. Wow. So he had all this stuff, all the branding and all the prototype that he could give to someone in their hands as if it was a tangible product and they could fund it because they believed in it. And he didn't even need customers for that. All he needed was their buy-in. Mm. And he's shown that through, showing them how the app would work, what the business w would look like. Uh, and he was able to show that professionally. He says it anyway, not me, that he puts it down to being able to show that from, from the get-go. Nice. That's, um, that's impact. Isn't it? That's, yeah. that's what you do, having an impact on somebody else. And yeah. we were talking before we started recording, I was mentioning to you about some of the questions I'd be asking. And one of those was like, how do you measure or how do you use socials for tangible impact? And you're mm -hmm. like, well, what's that tangible impact? And it, it is different for everybody. But yeah. that is impact, isn't it? That's you making a difference yeah. on that person's life. So how else can you make an impact or do you make an impact? There's a few things that I'm really passionate about. And one of them connects to the story I told in my introduction, which is the young people of today not really given much of a chance when they leave school. There's no education system or part of education that teaches people the, the little things, the, the nuances of you know, either running a business or getting a job or, yeah. you know, the world has changed so much around even just getting a job that um, I don't think we're quite prepared and I don't think teachers are quite prepared. So actually, it's it's really valuable for me to go into universities and colleges and try and speak to young people about their career choices and what is possible. And that's led to me doing a lot of things online in places like TikTok or, or um, on Instagram. I get lots of messages of young people who just want to be around someone who is doing what they want to do. Yeah. Social media isn't all public. Yeah. There's a lot of things that happen in messages and in the background and people who just want to 
talk to you or be yeah. in a conversation with you. That's so cool. you can you can make so much impact, but it doesn't have to be uh, all visible, all public, and yeah. all driven by public social media. Actually, you can use it just to connect with people. And those connections can go a long way over a long period of time. Definitely. And as you said, you know, just having one person pop up into your Facebook mm. messenger has kind of led to big things for him and for you. Yeah. And actually being present on a channel like Instagram or TikTok, knowing that younger people are there and if that's who you're trying to influence, doesn't matter about how many followers you've got. Actually, if you make a difference to somebody's life, mm -hmm. just by creating that one piece of content, that's got to be more important than how many views you get. Yeah, it's never about the views. I mean, for some people it is, but it's never about the views or the, you know, the comments or the likes. I really liked it when they took the like thing away. Yes, from oh, on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I really like that because yeah. I thought it, it started, it started me thinking not just about what it meant for, you know, self-esteem and those kinds of things, but what the future of social media looked like. Because mm. I started to think if we, if we don't measure likes anymore, what's the next thing? And it's probably comments, but... You know, for what comments are, they can be good or bad, but they start a conversation. Yeah. And likes don't do that. It's like a, it's a, it's just a signal of some sort. Yeah. And uh, measuring based on that doesn't help anyone. So actually, it's it makes the integrity of the platform a little bit stronger, which yeah. I quite liked. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, in, I'm into doing that more. <laughs> good, good. I like that integrity of the platform. That's super important. Hmm. What do you think in terms of social media at the moment? What platform has the most integrity for you or the potential? I'm probably most active on LinkedIn. Yeah. It's probably not where I get most of the business, but it's probably where I grow my influence the most. Mm -hmm. I think because it connects a lot with in-person networking, online networking, yeah. being global as all the platforms are, I do find it easier to connect with people on there. I'm really getting into Instagram again at the minute and I've never been one to produce content for myself. It's been really hard for me to, you know, take a picture or a video, think of a caption. So you'll actually find that there's not many posts on my account, but I'm on stories every single day because yeah. I find it easy just to pick up the phone and tell people what's going on today. And yeah. I think what, what holds most people back is they try and create things, whereas I'm, I'm more comfortable just letting people into what's going on. Nice. giving a window into my everyday life and and I think that combined with when people then spot me on LinkedIn or Facebook or anywhere else they've already seen the personal side of me or the day-to-day -day side of me and, and then they see the professional uh, produced content on somewhere somewhere like LinkedIn yeah so they've they've established a relationship with you I guess haven't yeah they? if we can be friendly first the relationship will develop and then the business will come yeah there's no point in going in business first or anything else for that matter. yeah yeah and how does social media fit with what you do as a branding agency one of the things that I've noticed that I've probably not been so good at is promoting the work we do Mm -hmm. which is really bizarre for like such a visual business. So, which I think is why I've gone to stories a lot more on Instagram because I don't need to produce anything really. I can just do stories and that lets you into the process rather than the finished product. But other than that, it's purely because I find it really hard to sit and produce content. Like a lot of my focus time is on the work. So by the time I'm done with that, I'm thinking, oh, God, now I've got to produce something. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I just want to get on with it. So I like to let people in on the process. It's worked for me so far. I think I would like to produce more finished product yeah. um, content. But actually, the way that I'm doing that, that is through reels. Yeah. So I'm starting, I've got a load of drafts saved, nice. you know, testing, 
trying things out nice. and showing finished products there because it goes with some nice music cool. and it draws people in. So yeah, that's how it's working for me at the minute. When you're working with your clients, so you're obviously you know creating this brand for people as you mm. at the very start of the interview you're saying like you know brand is is everything and you know you're the custodian of that brand the people that you work with and that mm. brand has the potential to change people's behavior which is exactly how we feel about online mm. and digital and socials so how does that advice flow from brand creation level into how they can execute that online this is a big question right? i know it's a big question <laughs> So you have to understand brand, first of all. You can go and speak to four different people. They'll tell you something different about brand. You, you'll speak to, you know, virtual assistants, for example. And now they'll do something for you, like, I don't know, put your logo onto a document or it'll create a template for you. And they'll call that branding your templates and yes, branding your of documents. Course, yeah. You'll find a business coach. We'll talk about things like mission and vision. These really big, high-level, kind of bigger picture stuff. Mm. And that they'll call that branding. You'll also find that if you go and print some logos on pads or pens and mugs, they'll call that branding. Yeah. So it's such a broad thing that not many people really understand the power of it. And I think because they're so top level. So I define branding in four ways. Uh, first is strategy. Yeah. Then there's messaging. Then there's behaviours. And then there's identity. And most people go identity first. They want the logo and the colours and the images. But they forget that there's a hell of a lot that goes into informing this brand. There is your values and mission and vision yes but there's also your message mm. what do you want to talk about what's important and how do you get that message across what story do you tell people to get them involved into your story uh, as, as a hero um so that there's a lot of that and one thing that um i think i'll say which will make some people think if you think about anything you've ever purchased it has nothing to do with you and how you feel about that product. But it has more to do with how you want other people to feel about you. Everything you buy, every purchasing decision you've ever made has been done because you want someone else to feel something about you. And when you really understand brand, you understand that it can change the hearts and minds of people, how they think about something, how they feel about something, the reason that they purchase something. There's a reason that a lot of people are going and buying from their local butchers or grocers at the moment. There's a, there's a reason why people are switching to subscriptions for some of the, the things that they used to buy in their weekly shop. And there's a reason behind that. And the more you understand that, the more you get to capture that market, if that's the market you're in. Yeah. So branding is, a, is such a, a powerful thing. A lot, a lot of people see it as kind of a surface level, but it really is the foundation of everything. It really is the roots that grow through all of your business, no mm. matter what area. So marketing, sales, operations, whatever it is. You can blend it and you can move it into different areas. So to answer your question, once you understand things like messaging, you can start to say things over and over. And it might sound boring, but repetition really is like the power behind branding. Yeah. It's the same thing over and yes. over and yeah, over yeah, to yeah. allow people to understand and digest it. And most importantly, repeat it to someone else, because that's what we want, really. And the more you know those different things, the strategy, messaging, behaviours, identity the more confidence you can get in your brand. Yeah, and I think that more confident in speaking about who you are and what you mm. do, more importantly, why you do it, that's, mm. I think, where social media comes in because yeah. that is the best channel, the best tool that you have from a marketing perspective yeah. to then communicate that brand. Because that's all it is, right? The difference in that marketing and branding thing is like branding is the foundation mm. and it helps us stay true about what our business is and then the marketing 
is getting that brand out there into different yeah, audiences. I heard someone ways. define it once and I thought it was brilliant. It was so simple. They said sales is a transaction. So that's when someone buys. Marketing is the how someone buys. It's the channels that they go through to buy from you. But branding is the why someone buys. Mm, it's the exactly. intricate purpose or, or validation behind why they're buying something. Yes. It's that. how people come to a decision. And I thought that was really simple because I think we try and define it all the time and which is more important and all those yeah. things. But actually, they're very separate things. And, and branding at the core means that you can do both of those things very, very well. Absolutely. <laughs> so the people that spend a load of money and budget and time on marketing, but they don't spend any on branding, the marketing doesn't perform that well because they don't have those core pieces. Yeah. In my experience, anyway. Yeah, no, I love that. It's really valuable and a good lesson to remember. And I and I kind of take that a step forward and say that, you know, having that brand allows you to communicate reasons behind why you do what you do. And that makes things like social media so much easier mm. to talk to your ideal client and find them. And it means that you aren't caring about, you know, should I have 30 hashtags in this post? <laughs> Should I have 20? Like, what's the new trend yet? Oh, I heard if you post at 5 p.m. Um, and then comment first on your own post, that's going to make it go like, <laughs> yeah. viral or something. And I, I just think, like, it's all stuff that we shouldn't need to worry about. Mm. If you have a good brand and you know your why and you know who your customer is, then the social media works. Yeah. Moving on, who do you love on social media? I really like Carrie. Um from uh, Carrie Rose. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from... She's got a... Um, PPC marketing P company. PPC agency, Advertising yeah. agency. I, do you know what? I don't even know the company because I follow her personally yeah, yeah, so much. Yeah, I do much. as well, yeah. So on LinkedIn, she's brilliant. Well, I don't follow her on LinkedIn. That, that's a, actually, that's a really good example of someone that promotes their company, I guess, but it's all from her perspective. So what I've tried to do on Instagram with stories, she does very well on, on um, LinkedIn. So I was very annoyed when LinkedIn removed their stories. I know. Was I was like, weird. it's the only thing It I was there and then it was gone. Yeah. But Carrie does it really well. She tells a story through images and video. And she, so she will go to an event and she'll tell the story of why she's at the event. Or, you know, she, they'll win a client and she'll show an example of what they've produced and why they did it. So instead of you just seeing the output, like the advert or whatever it is, she tells you, how they got to that point. Yeah. So she invites you into the story of how this client achieved something through these ideas that she had. And she has no filter for like keeping anything back. She tells you everything. That's great. So everyone can go and take that and use it for their own business. <laughs> the thing is, no one does. And I think that's what she understands so well, is that yeah. we can give you everything, but if you don't do it, it's not going to matter to anyone. <laughs> and you'll never do it like me. Yeah. Almost. Exactly. Yeah, that, I think that's why she does it. Because no one will do it like yeah. her. Because she has a personality of her own and a brand of yeah. her own. And I remember when I first started, I gave out so much knowledge. Like, I was just, like, littering everywhere. With, like, this is all the stuff. Look <laughs> at I know so much. And then I go through, like, waves of saying, no, I, I need to pull that back. I'm giving away too much for free. But you're absolutely mm. right. Actually, I've worked really hard to be in more of a altruistic mindset mm -hmm. where it's about actually... You know, I want you to do well. Mm -hmm. I want you to understand what we're doing. And if somebody watches my Instagram or watches our Instagram and goes like, oh, I've cottoned on to what you're doing here, we're going to do that as well. 
Amazing. Yeah. Great. And do you know what? A percent, small percentage of people will be able to do it really, 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 really well and get the results that they could have paid us for. Yeah. But they're also going to say, oh, got that idea from Naturally Social. They're really good. Do you know what really struck me in um, during lockdown on LinkedIn? My friend mentioned this to me as well and uh, just kind of validated was that LinkedIn's a quite a strange place when you think about engagement. Yeah. So... I can post something and get three likes and one comment, and yet the views are massive, and I get four inquiries from it. And I can't tell you how many times that someone's found my number from somewhere, it must be on LinkedIn or somewhere, called and said, um, I want to talk to you about a project. And I say, where, where did you find me? And they say, oh, I've been following you on LinkedIn for about eight, nine months. I'm like, you could have liked something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'd never heard of them, never come across their name, never yeah. popped up in my feed. Connected, but, l- like, not engaged. And yet, other posts, I will get 10 people that comment. Yeah. Or 20, 30 people that comment. Uh, they will never buy from me. No. I, and I know that. Yeah. They're not my kind of client. They're not where they need to be in business. Or whatever, whatever the reason might be, they won't buy from me. But they have to be there. Yeah. Because the other people that will buy from me that won't like the post have to see that they're engaging. Yeah. Because it's social proof that I'm doing something right. Yeah. They don't know they're not going to buy from me. Yeah. So I started to notice over the last couple of years that I post about something. There's loads of people that comment that won't buy from me, but they're the reason one person gets in touch. So some people will post and not get engagement and stop. I know I have to keep posting because someone's going to see it. Yes. Okay, cool. Well... Let's move on to one of my favourite bits of the podcast, the social media fail. So we're talking today about a fail, a recent fail, I think. I can't remember the date of it, but it was from Innocent, Innocent Smoothies. And their CEO replaced the Twitter icon. Um, I believe it was their Twitter icon. Yeah, their, their profile picture. That's or, it, yeah, yeah, their profile picture with a picture of him and his new wife from a, from a wedding or a holiday away or something. And it quickly caught the sight of people and, you know, transpired and grew and had all the... I mean, Innocent did what they always do and just owned it to the bone. Yeah. You know, their PR team's just on fire constantly. It was a good opportunity and they took it. Clearly. Yeah. I I would love to say that it was real and they just acted on it and it was in the moment and, you know, he he made a mistake and then went, do you know what, guys, roll with it. Yeah. I would love to think that that's true. There is a small part of me that says he went, do you know what, let's put it on the innocent thing. And then someone went, what the hell have you done? And and he went, oh, actually, do you know what, that was probably a bad idea. I'll, I'll take that off, but you guys can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm in two minds. Yeah. Um, if I have to make a decision, I'm going to say it was staged. Ooh. I just think it's, I just think they're so good. They are good. And they it. know what's worked in the yeah. past. And other brands have done it as well, whether it's staged or not. And that they just understand the market so well that if they need to make an impact and break some patterns yeah. or just get people's attentions every now and then. I think they know how to do it well. And I think that was a good idea. They now rehash it like every year or something on, on the year to the day. And yeah, yeah. They yeah. go like... They use it forever. Yeah, they use it forever. <laughs> and they say, oh, happy birthday, boss. And it's a picture of this photo overlaying the product labels of every innocent product that they've got out there. So it's quite amusing. Yeah, it is very good. Well, that was our social media fail for this episode. Danny, 
Thank you so much for being with me on Beyond the Hashtag. Thank you for having me. It's been, been it's been brilliant. And uh, yeah, we'll add all the links and people should definitely check you out. And thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Beyond the Hashtag. Make sure you tune in to every episode. And again, follow us on social media. We're at NLY Social on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, you name it, we're there. And I hope to see you all soon. 